0: this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine hello and welcome to flourish with me tiffany boyd this is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention i'm a mom to three beautiful boys a wife a friend an entrepreneur and so many other things When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. Welcome back to Flourish, the podcast where we discuss what it means to live with intention. I'm so excited to be back this week doing a solo episode. And I feel like because I've been recording so much lately with guests and I've got so many amazing guests lined up that I've been saving up all this amazing stuff that I want to share. And I'd actually, I was sitting down trying to decide what to talk to you about this week and how I could fit the most in and provide the highest value. And I decided we are going to have such an amazing and fun episode today where you are going to be able to take some very practical strategies to start to co-create and manifest miracles in your life today. And I mean that. So we just wrapped up our month-long Manifest with the Stars program, our debut pilot program, um, and it was just amazing. Watching the women that were enrolled in the program go through the material and absorb the theory and do the work and create the transformation was such an honor and humbling experience and I talk a lot about the concept of manifestation and of course I teach it as well and I provide one-on-one mentorship but I think sometimes because it's such a um, somewhat of a fringe or a woo-woo concept that people think of it as something that is for other people or not something you can apply to day-to-day life or inaccessible or for something extreme or very big or specific. And I wanted to dispel that rumor or that belief a little bit and bring the theory back into a more practical, practical and livable day-to-day experience that anyone and everyone should access. Manifestation is really just about learning how to work with and manipulate, in a positive sense, energy to create better outcomes. And I say better because we're working with the power of intention. And of course, when you're using intention to your benefit, you're choosing things that will serve you and the people around you. But the reality is we are constantly manifesting our reality, whether we recognize it or not. And that can be good or bad or neutral. And so learning to understand how you co-create with the universe and establish your own lived and perceived reality is such a breakthrough in how you can start to go and experience life. So I'm going to just back up and start with a little bit of theory just as a recap and bring a few different concepts together. And then I'm going to give you a strategy that I haven't even shared yet, that I think is so fun and that you can start using today. And I promise you will start to see amazing results. So let's talk about what manifestation is. Manifestation is really the process of intentionally, and I say intentional because we are choosing to intentionally create a reality that we want. And one of the things that I teach in my programs is that your thoughts and beliefs are not real. And this is because it allows you to understand and disconnect with some of the beliefs that we may be holding on to that are, in fact, mistaken beliefs. Your thoughts and feelings are not real. Your thoughts and feelings are not real. And that is, um, that's a hard thing to get your head around and it's a bit uncomfortable and it may even make you feel angry. Like, what do you mean my feelings aren't real? Your experience of them is absolutely real. They may be incredibly valid, but your thoughts and feelings are not necessarily real. And so let's talk about what I mean by that. And so let's back up a moment and talk about what the manifestation process is. It is really very simple. There are three sort of key stages or phases within the manifestation process. The first is around setting intention, getting clear about what it is that you want, being clear about what you're asking the universe, getting clear about what you want to achieve. The next step is really about integration. And it's about becoming the version of you that is capable and ready and willing and in a place to receive those things that you seek and so this is about raising your vibration to become an energetic match this is about leveraging the law of attraction which is like attracts like and so if you are seeking something that you're not an energetic match for you will not be able to attract it into your reality and in fact you will continue to attract where you're vibrating at and so this is a really big piece of the puzzle And I would say that this is where we most often get stuck. A lot of us get stuck in just this notion of desire because desire can often be a low vibrational frequency emotion because attached to desire is often fear, fear of the inability to attract or to successfully Achieve whatever it is that we're desiring. And so fear is one of the lowest vibrational frequencies. And so depending on where your desire is linked within your system and how you're holding on to it and what that means energetically for you, it can be a very low vibrational thing. So sometimes what ends up happening for people is that in doing the work to even be brave enough, courageous enough, to say what it is that they want, what you desire, you unleash and release this fear that you've been repressing. And I think that this isn't uncommon, and that's why I'm purposely bringing it up today. Because I think a lot of us have a lot of things that are very much um, sealed up inside of us, safely tucked away And in initiating this work and turning the key and saying like, this is what I truly want if I'm being honest, which is an act of courage, and I want to acknowledge that, you release all of the things associated with it that have been preventing you from admitting it to yourself. Fear of rejection, fear of not being able to have it. Sometimes it's easier to live in a world where we deny what we want because it's safer because then we've never risked not achieving it. And I think all of us can relate to that in different capacities. And so know that if fear comes up, it doesn't mean that you're failing. It's a natural reaction and a natural step, but it is a low vibrational frequency. And so in the integration process, fear and all of the programming attached to who you are that has made you the version of you that is showing up day-to-day day and attracting the version of reality that you're experiencing are the things that we have to discover and unravel and reprogram. And that's the integration period. And it's totally massive. And the way that I usually access this with clients is to talk about patterns and pattern recognition, which is just such a powerfully profound way to start to make sense in order of the world, the universe, and ourselves. And in doing that work, we can start to see where we continue to experience certain things. And what we resist often persists. We keep attracting that same, you know, dysfunctional relationship or partner. We keep settling or finding new jobs that put us into the same exact scenario where we're compromising ourselves or we're you know, working too much, or there's any number of versions of things that we're resisting. And the things that we're resisting are often things that are there for us to transcend and grow. And when we do that work, we often experience a bit of a quantum leap forward. And so where you start to recognize, okay, where are these patterns of things that don't serve me coming up? Okay, now let me dig a little deeper. And what are my underlying thoughts, and beliefs around this. Let's use the example of attracting a mate, a partner that, mate sounds a little primal, a partner that uh, isn't aligned or isn't healthy or is dysfunctional. You know, what are you believing about yourself that allows you to feel at some level that this is what you deserve? Because that is why you continue to attract these same relationships and i want to loop back to the statement i said before your thoughts and feelings are not real because once you start to identify the patterns and you dig, dig a layer deeper and a layer deeper and a layer deeper and you start to understand the origin of the shame or the mistaken belief around you know something from your childhood around you know women aren't aren't meant to have everything they want and that's foolish and frivolous and you're meant to you know, to be of service and it's very reasonable to expect that, you know, a partner would be a demanding or controlling or not emotionally available or you feel in the blank. And so you absorbed this. It was part of your programming. It becomes a part of your, um, your neurochemistry, um, your actual brain neural, um, programming, and so you continue to repeat these same patterns because you continue to think the same way, you continue to feel the same way, you vibrate at a frequency that attracts these things, and it is is not real, this is not true, there is nothing when you step back outside of giving that power as being something that is real, that you would objectively agree that that is true. And I always say, sometimes because we're so connected to ourselves and we have bought into these mistaken beliefs, we have allowed them to become our identity to the point where we believe they are real, that it makes it hard. But if you were teaching your sweet little girl around what you wanted her, whether you've got a daughter or not, what you want her to believe about what she deserves, would you say that to her? And so think about that sweet version, that inner child within you. Would you truly tell yourself that? No, it's bullshit. Of course that's not real. Your thoughts and feelings are not real, but you give them power. And so the way that you take power back is you choose a better feeling, thought, and belief. You feel a better feeling, thought, and feeling. And you start to reprogram. And reprogramming can happen a lot of different ways. And the really, really cool thing about this is that it's it's a bit exponential. You can start to do things to raise your vibration that are indirectly related or unrelated altogether. But the effect is it's not one plus one equals two. You start to integrate some of these strategies to raise your vibration and one impacts another area of your life and you start to have this exponential frequency increase and it affects all areas of your life. And so this is the stage just to come back to where we're in the, like after we've we've done the courageous act of setting our intention around what it is that we desire, where we start to release all of the stuff And it comes up in in various ways and it will come up in the form of tests. It will come up in the form of shadow work. It will come up in the form of, you know, shame and grief. And there's grief associated. There's grief associated with releasing the version of you that has kept you safe. There's the acknowledgement that your ego And my belief is that the ego is really there to keep you safe. And the ego works from a very primal lizard brain context related to evolution that is all about, I will repeat all of the same things that I know that keep you alive. And so far, these are the things that have kept you alive. Therefore, I'm going to try to continue to reinforce them, whether they serve you or not, whether they're for your highest good or not. And so starting to recognize where the ego is coming in and just to thank it and say, Hey, I am safe and I've got this, so thank you, but I'm going to try something new today. And I know that anything new for the ego is something that feels threatening because it's unknown and it can't calculate if you're going to continue to survive. And so you have a greater intelligence than your ego, and that's where you need to say, thank you, ego. Thank you so much. But I've got this. And so start to reclaim that power, start to recognize patterns, start to see where the ego is coming in, start to recognize where your feelings and beliefs are not real, and start to replace them with better serving feelings and beliefs. That's the integration, that's the raise your vibration. And as I said, tests will come up. And that's like the universe's way of checking, like, Are you committed to this? Because shit's starting to get real and we're starting to really work on that order. It's like placing an Amazon order. It's in your cart. We all do it, but it's like, are you just looking for the dopamine hit of like putting it in the cart or are you ready? Are you ready to put in your credit card number and hit buy and you are really gonna do it? And so tests will come up and they'll come up in the form of, hey, let's try this. It's like slightly somewhat related to what you want, but not quite all of the things, are you going to settle? And if you do, then you are reaffirming to the universe that you're not quite ready yet, or it might come up in the form of, you know, emotions, like expect that there's going to be a sea of emotions that are unleashed. You might just start to feel things that you haven't felt in a really long time because you were opening up and healing shame and old wounds. And it is I don't want to brush over that integration phase. It is massive. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's iterative. And we're always growing. We're always evolving. Uh, New level, next level, new devil. And so the thing about manifestation, once you understand it, is that you just become more and more expert about understanding energy, understanding your own role in co-creation. And you become a bit of a detective around, where am I starting to see these patterns? How can I start to identify them? How can I dig a little bit deeper? How can I consciously, and this is where um, understanding what's in your subconscious, like an iceberg that's just running on, like under the under the water, you don't know it's there, but it's running on autopilot. How can I bring those things that don't serve me into my conscious reality and work with my superconscious, my higher power? Uh, the divine whatever that is for you to replace and reprogram something that serves me more and I will consciously choose and put it into my default programming and then allow that to serve me and run on default it's like an operating system there's just so much that runs that we don't even know that we just assume and take for granted is real That just, it isn't, it's just that we haven't consciously examined it. So how do we use our conscious reality to make better informed decisions? Well, we become investigators. We become experts in understanding our own energy in identifying patterns. And then we have the skill to start to do the work to make things better. So that's integration. The last step is aligned action. So you have to start to do the things that get you towards your goal. And so this is one of the most, um, I think, nuanced stages of the manifestation process because it is as much about being as anything else. It's about standing in your power it's about holding belief it's about starting to become the new version of you that attracts the things that you want and so it becomes very it it becomes very specific to what it is that you're trying to attract and what you're trying to overcome in terms of what an aligned action may actually look for for look like for you but the the gist of it is You can't necessarily sit on the couch and get really clear about, you know, a future just using the analogy of attracting a partner about who you want and what they've got and what characteristics they've got and what color hair and, you know, what they value and what their hobbies are and then start doing all this work on yourself and just lay on the couch and wait for them to come knock on your door you have to start becoming the version of you that, you know, if you didn't love yourself enough because you felt like you weren't attractive enough or you weren't good enough or smart enough or interesting enough, you know, once you start to identify the patterns, it often has to do with taking a line to action about becoming a version of you that genuinely loves the fact that you are interesting, that doesn't feel shame about who you are. And it takes surfacing those repressed belief sets and that repressed programming and choosing to reprogramming it, reprogram it and then starting to take action. But I think one of the things about it is that there's a lot of shame attached to these things that we hold on to that makes us not want to look directly at it, just like we avoid looking at the sun. And so if we can find space to unearth these things inside of us and look at them with genuine love, kindness, and compassion to acknowledge that part of ourself and to love it, and then to say, and it's okay, I'm choosing something different for me, for you, darling, for that inner child. There is something about really truly seeing yourself really truly seeing some of these repressed sometimes shameful aspects of ourself and choosing to love ourselves to love that version of you that was doing that because it was the best way you knew to be in the moment that sometimes can just provide instantaneous healing and so the aligned action is really about getting clear. And this is where, you know, all of these things are connected. Getting really clear. And this is why intention setting is so important because it will then set a cascade of action around what does integration look like? What does aligned action look like? And you want to know because it is through the work that you will do very specifically around what it is that you are intentional about that then will allow that manifestation to come into being. And I think that what that is part of what makes me so passionate about living with intention because everything starts there. It starts with getting clear because then it's a cascade of actions to reinforce that and it's being intentional about taking, you know, meaningful action, being committed, continuing to show up for yourself and being intentional about your intentions and this work is it's so profound and so powerful and I think we can use it on the micro level and the macro level when you are choosing to be consciously aware and be intentional throughout your day and it's hard because we turn in we like we just need to go into autopilot at some points all of us do But as you start to turn on this, this intentional power, you start to realize how much autopilot may or may not be serving you in your life. And so then you choose to be intentional around, you know, where, where are the highest leverage actions that I can take to make improvements in my life right now. And you kind of take on what you can either in bite size or chunks and slowly work down the list around what are the things that I want to focus on. And this isn't, something that happens like outside of your normal life it's about becoming a new version of you it's about integrating this way of being and thinking and recognizing the world around you into your day-to-day life and i want to give a few simple examples of that um because as long as you look at this as like something that you do as a hobby, you know, in the evenings or when you have time or when you take a course, you're not, you're not harnessing the full potential of the benefit that you could be receiving. And this is where it starts to get super, super fun. And where you start to see that you are a masterful, powerful co-creator with the universe. And so, okay, let's just jump into the fun stuff because I'm getting so excited. So one of the things that I like to do with clients is to demonstrate how powerful intention can be around how, um, in our ability to manipulate and work with energy. And when I use manipulate, I don't mean it in a negative sense. I mean in, you know, working with energy to create new and different results And in this case, as we're being intentional, you know, good, well-intended for our highest good. So, one of the ways that I like to demonstrate this because when it's all about energy, it's kind of like, what the F is energy? And how do I feel it? And I can't see it. And how do I know if it's working? And so doing something that is a physical demonstration I find really helps people connect with, wow, I just used thought and energy and I translated this thing into, I manipulated this physical thing. So this has become a bit of a running joke um, in my family, I, <laughs> within my friend group, because I did this with a few friends and it, with a, a group that I was working with and i don't have any cutlery left tonight i actually got cutlery for my birthday which is really funny so i thought let's let's bend a fork let's bend a knife because everything is energy all matter is energy intention is and perception is everything so i worked with my group and you can do this at home And it doesn't, it's not hard. You don't have to have any special skills. And in fact, sometimes the more skeptical you are, the better it works. So pause if you want and go grab a fork that you don't intend to use again. And so what you do is you grab your fork and you hold it in your hand and you want one, you wanna test it, see how hard it is to bend. Can you bend it already? If not, maybe grab something that you can't bend easily because this is not about strength. This is about using energy um, and intention. So you grab your fork and after you've tested it to see and get a sense and a baseline of, of the effort that would be required and if you're capable of bending it or not, I want you to close your eyes and holding your fork, I want you to just ask your fork, which direction do you want to bend? Breathe into it. Just get really clear in your mind's eye. You'll get a, you know, either a feeling or a sense or a vision around, oh, it wants to bend this way. Okay, great. Take another deep breath and close your eyes. And just either out loud or in your head, I want you to ask your fork to speed up to the fastest possible vibration. And just imagine the atoms just speeding up the electrons moving super super fast to the point where it is just like absolutely vibrating at the highest frequency possible and when you get the sense that it has great now take your fork and bend it in the direction that you intuitively got that it was meant to bend exert the same effort as you were before there should be no extra force it might bend right away amazing if not just put it down put it down and leave it and come back to it, try again, put it down, come back, try again, that's it. And so this is so meaningful on a few levels. One, uh, a lot of the people I work with, it doesn't bend right away, that's normal. And I love that because part of manifesting is letting go of how, a huge part of it. The idea is we are co-creating with an infinite universe. We are getting clear on what we want. We are getting clear on our value. We are reprogramming, and we are creating an environment in ourselves that is capable of receiving and holds a belief in infinite possibilities. Because as soon as we start to figure out how, we're trying to become like a middle manager for the universe, which is just not a good idea. I mean, you start to get so specific that you start to limit what is possible, and it's just not helpful, and you're getting caught in the energy of control, and in the energy of control, you're really reinforcing the fact that you don't think it's possible, therefore you're trying to manage and take control to make sure that it happens, and frankly, you might, you might, you know, force it through, but you have limited. You might have received something so much bigger and better that you couldn't have imagined. And your job is to hold the vision and to become the version of you and to hold the vibrational frequency of the version of you that receives it and to take action to demonstrate that that's who you are, to become that version, and then being willing to receive. And that's a lot of just letting go. And so when you put your fork down, you're just letting go. Then you come back. And oh my gosh, it just bends. Are you like? And people are like, "Are you shitting me? How did this just happen? I couldn't bend it." And I think it just it helps sometimes to have a physical demonstration of how it is possible. So try that. Um, I was bending forks with a few clients and showing them. And then my kids saw, and they started bending forks, and um, we were out of cutlery. Not totally out, but we were getting low. And so I was so grateful, and I laughed so hard when I received some for my birthday last month. (laughs) Um, So that's a really fun way to start to understand how we can manipulate energy. And then I wanted to introduce um, another concept. But first, I'll, I'll give one more example of how we can use this in our day-to-day life. That wasn't that was day-to-day life. We're not all bending forks throughout our day. We have other things to do, um, like jobs and, and whatnot. Uh, a practical example, you know, it can be little, little things. And sometimes I think, like, we hold this belief that we're only supposed to ask for the big things or we've got to get really clear about what we want because we have to save up for just a few important things. I want you to know that there are so... Many unemployed support people on the other side that are honoring our third dimensional reality of um, free will that are waiting and desperate to help you and have so much more skill set, experience, and access to the divine to help you. And we're walking around limiting our own capacity to live a miraculous life because somewhere, somehow, we all believe that we're not supposed to ask for too much or that someone doesn't want to help or it's too frivolous or there's more important things. And so I want to introduce the concept of oneness, the the divine law of oneness. And that is that um, we're all connected through creation. Every atom inside of you is connected in some way or shape or form to the rest of the universe. And so everything you do will have a ripple effect and impact the collective. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is to say that when you start to become a better version of you, when you start to raise your consciousness, it is one of the most serving things that you can do for the rest of humanity. And I think when we start to understand that as we wake up and become more consciously aware and become higher versions of ourselves, we impact the rest of humanity. We improve the consciousness of the rest of humanity. We become better versions of ourselves to the people in our life. We can have more so we can do more. We are of greater service, so there is nothing selfish about trying to live a miraculous and blessed life. And I think what you'll find is that we often start with fairly simple and often material things when we're trying to manifest. And then as we start to recognize that those can and will become easy and effortless, there is no doctrine that says that we are here to suffer. That is something that is entirely imposed. And as you start to elevate your consciousness, you release that and you release that way of living. Then you start to attract things that are a lot more altruistic because you no longer have to worry about surviving because you've created a version of you and raise your consciousness to a point where that's just the default. Things flow. You are abundant by nature and that is undeniable. And you can start to focus on these incredible self-actualizing and truly altruistic goals. And I think it's important to recognize that it is not selfish. And so please know, There are unemployed angels that cannot intervene until you ask for help. There is a universe of divine goodness, whatever it is that your belief set is, whether it's your higher self, or if you follow quantum physics and you understand different quantum realities and parallel universes, different versions of you that you can tap into and access. So ask all day, every day, and it doesn't have to be anything special. Start to create a, a, a relationship with this divine side. Start to be in a space where you are willing to receive, which starts by asking. And we are so bad at that. So bad at asking and receiving. So here's the next fun thing that I want you to try to do. And I got this technique from Jean Slater, and she's got a book, um, I think it's called Hiring the Heavens. And the idea is Start to build and hire a team. The great thing about this is that this team costs nothing. They have infinite resources and infinitely more wisdom and access to support. And they're readily available at your beck and call. All you have to do is ask. And so it can be for little things. You can create a homework angel that helps create ease and grace to support your kids with their homework homework and to get the support you need or to navigate the education system I've got a parking spot angel and (laughs) I I use my parking spot angel all the time to find a parking space right in front of where I need to go especially if I'm running late and without fail the parking angel finds me a spot and it is just there um There's an angel that will help you find lost things. Right now, I am working to... um, My dad who passed gave me this beautiful Tiffany necklace a number of years ago, and it went missing. And I was just talking to my husband because I received another gift in a Tiffany box um, yesterday, and it reminded me of this Tiffany necklace that he got that was so special because it was... I am Tiffany, and it was from Tiffany & Co. And I just... I really missed it. And I went, and I, I just said... I asked the, the finding angel, the lost jewelry angel to help me recover it. And well, so I went and I found the Tiffany box that it came in and the little bag and I put them where I would be able to see them in my jewelry box. And I truly believe it's going to come back. And when it does, I'll report. And the thing is that there is divine timing. And so some of this will not be instantaneous and we have to trust in that, but we have to continue to ask and we have to continue to hold faith. Hire an angel to bring you clients. Just say, okay, I need a marketing angel to help me attract the right client and create opportunity. Oh, I need an angel to create space and create a pause because I can't receive any more phone calls. It can be for the silliest, silliest things. And sometimes when we take some of the, the hard, um, intellectual aspects of understanding the theory and process of manifestation and working with energy and just, you know, put it out there. What we're doing is we're setting intention, we're asking for help, we're setting belief, um, and we're taking action and we're actually going through the manifestation process in many ways, but we're simplifying it through a single action of asking for help and believing and allowing, Uh, So this is a beautiful technique to do that because that's what you're really doing. You're co-creating and manifesting with the universe. Um, An example of this recently for me was I had to go get blood work done for one of my sons and I had two of my three boys with me and it was first thing in the morning. I had tons to do and I needed to get him to school and we got to the lab and I think we were number... 85, and they were at number 72, I'm like, oh, that's not too bad, but it took like 15 minutes till they hit 73, and I look up, and there's a sign saying, like, please expect and have patience. There's longer than normal wait times. We're short on staff. COVID is affecting everyone, so just like there are a number of people sick, a number of those people happen to be, you know, employees in these places, and so they're short-staffed, And I just thought, oh my gosh, we're literally going to be here for four hours. My math isn't great, but, um, that's what I thought that may or may not be accurate, but I was like, oh boy. So I'm like, you know what? I can sit here and reinforce how horrible it is and reinforce how long it's going to take. And for sure it's going to take that long. I caught myself. I said, or I can try to manifest a different reality. And so very like, no one would know just in my mind, I'm, you know, having this conversation and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice if the next five people weren't here and so we just went boom 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 through those numbers and i asked for um a helper angel with that and i kid you not the next five people were not there and we ended up getting in within the next 15 minutes and there were a few people that were Uh, we were more than five away but it sped it up so quickly that we were in and out within a reasonable time frame which would not have been the case if those people had been there And you know, this could be coincidence or not, you don't know, but we also have to document when these things are happening. We have to look and think about how they happen when we ask, when we set intention, when we can do the work and sometimes Often, I think it's when we allow ourselves to be playful and we take the seriousness away from it, it's just so much easier to access that vibrational state that creates the environment, the fertile environment to allow this magic to happen. And we don't do that enough. We get so serious as adults and so serious about life. And it's not that you shouldn't take it seriously, but that isn't to say that you can't be serious and also have fun at the same time. And they're not mutually exclusive things. And you can hold the fact that this is a serious and important thing, but make it fun. And when we can do that, oh my goodness, the stuff that can happen. And it can be little day-to-day things or a huge mass of things like attracting, you know, a true love partner that's aligned. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, we, or I, <laughs> We, me, the universe, the helpers um, incorporated a lot of different theory and themes. If you know me, I'm an absolute nerd. I love understanding the nature and the theory and the science and the energy and how they all intersect. And I tried to bring them together in a way that was accessible and simple and fun and to leave you with a, a couple or a few practical things that you can start doing. And so this is what I would love you to do. Because I wanna just, uh, I wanna share where this is working for people and I wanna celebrate these wins. So if you choose to try this and you have success, please send me a DM, send me an email. I wanna hear about it because this is amazing and I want you to recognize for yourself and take the time to actually record. And start to see because as you recognize these patterns, you validate them. You start to program and create a belief set in what is possible. So send me your stories. I am here for it. I want to hear it. Um, I am so glad to be back and chatting with you guys. We've got so many amazing guests coming up. I can't wait to share them with you. And I genuinely just want to thank you. The um, listenership is growing around the world, and I love seeing that there are people all over the planet tuning into this. I am grateful to each and every one of you. If you do have a moment to leave a rating and review, it really helps the podcast grow. So please do take that time or share an episode with somebody who you think would benefit from listening. And thank you for taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time and spending it here with me today. I'm gonna As always, let it shine I hope you're flourishing lately. This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine, let it shine.